Hope. I am Stephanie Winslow and I am so grateful to be with you this morning to bring to you a message from the Word of God. Let's lift up our cups together today and ask the Lord to fill us up with the hope that He has in store for us through the power of His Word. Um, we are embarking on a journey this month talking about the gray areas, some areas of life where there isn't necessarily a, a super clear black and white answer. And how are we to move forward and navigate through those things? And I think as we go here, uh, this is going to be one of those series that well, I think we'll have the tendency to, to look out and say, yeah, she needs to fix that, he needs to fix that, instead of holding up the mirror, because I don't know about you, but I, I, for me, I, when I'm challenged, oftentimes I want to rear back and, and look out, instead of holding up that mirror and looking at what I need to work on, what Stephanie needs to fix and change, what God needs to, to do in my own heart and mind and life. And it's a lot easier to look out and to cast, you know, judgment or opinion on other people as opposed to fixing what's broken inside of ourselves. So today, I think, is one of those days, quite honestly. And I, this, I'm bringing you hope here um, because I, I think it's when we talk about these things that they start losing their power over us. They start losing their um, ability to control our minds and our mentality. They start losing the ability to keep us stuck where we're at. Maybe they're hindering us from growing into a deeper relationship with people around us or growing into a deeper relationship with God because of the way we've been living and moving and acting, thinking, and so hopefully my heart for this month is that as we're learning to navigate these gray areas, that God would soften our hearts, soften our hearts, shift our hearts, change our hearts to be able to love more like He loves and to have wisdom and discernment in the way that He does and that He would impart on us those gifts. Those, they're truly truly gifts that the wool kind of has to be removed from our eyes in order to be able to see with with clarity what's in front of us and as we discussed on monday our world the the black and white the, what falls into those two categories according to our society those categories are getting smaller and smaller and smaller the, the satan is chipping away at what is the foundation of faith? What is the foundation of being human? What is the foundation of being a man and a woman? What is the foundation of faith? He's chipping away at those just general basic constructs of the way God intended our life and our being, uh, our world to work and operate. And we're taking ownership of the things that God owns. And when we do that, when we pretend to be God, when we put ourselves in the place of God, things kind of fall apart um, because we are finite. We don't understand the consequences that are to come for the decisions that we're making today. 
the choices that we're making today, we're just saying, okay, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, change this, this truth just, just ever so slightly. And I think that's one of Satan's greatest weapons against us is that his, his, his lies are not blatant. His lies are just ever so slightly away from God's truth. That they seem harmless. His lies to us seem harmless, just like Adam in, uh, and Eve in the, in the beginning in the Garden of Eden. Did God really say not to eat of that tree? Is that when he, he puts a seed of doubt in your mind that this thing is, is not real truth? Or that what God said, maybe God didn't say just that. And he plants a seed of doubt in us. As we're navigating these gray areas, um, I want you to be emboldened and strengthened to know that we are, are made for such a time as this. We are appointed for this time and place in history, not to run away, but to press in. Press into the gray areas and speak truth. Press into the areas of our lives and that, are, that Satan is trying to, to win. Press into those areas and say, not today. <laughs> I was, just had a conversation a couple days ago with a friend and that was, is the conclusion, not today, Satan, right? Like you've heard that phrase I'm sure before, but not today. You're not going to triumph in my home. You're not going to triumph in our family. You're not going to triumph in this relationship or this relationship. You're not going to triumph in my mind, in my heart. God, I am God's girl. You are God's woman. You are God's man. Satan has no victory here. I want to read to you today. Today's Navigating a Gray Area is, uh, the title is that everyone answers to God. Caveat, not you. <laughs> that people answer to God and God alone. They don't answer to us. They don't answer to you. So we may have uh, ideas about how people should be living, what they should be doing, where they should be working, what kind of career they should have, you know, all the things what they should look like when they walk into the doors of the church, how they should be dressed, what kind of haircut they should have, whether or not they should have tattoos, all the things. We, should, we have our opinions about things. And we could even, on a lot of levels, say, well, I found something that supports that in Scripture. But I'm here to tell you that everyone answers to God, not to us, not to me, not to you. And so how do we live in this world where we see things that we, we feel we, we know are opposed to God's truth without stepping over our, our boundary, crossing a boundary and, and making people believe that they're answering to us or holding that kind of judgment towards somebody? How do we speak truth, not judgment? Romans 14.4 says this, Who are you to condemn, condemn someone else's servant? 
Their own master will judge whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. So this very question, like at the very beginning, the first five words of this verse, who are you to condemn? We can stop there. Who are you to condemn? Who am I to condemn someone for how they are, are choosing to live their life? And it, this piggybacks on what we were talking about yesterday, that I have to trust the God inside of that person. And maybe the person we're looking at isn't yet a believer. And even more so, because we can't hold a person who isn't a believer, who doesn't have God inside of them, to the same sort of standard as we hold a person who does have the wisdom and knowledge of God, the Spirit of God living in them. They don't know. They're lost. Like we were once lost. And so it is our job to to demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ. It is our job to live our life according to the truth of the Word of God, toward the convictions that He has given us, toward the, 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 um, the, the parameters that He has set in place for us in His Word. It is our job to read, to uphold, to soak in, to ask questions of God for ourselves. And we go about this world living our life in a way that God has given us and guided us and instructed us to do so. I have a couple of questions I, I just want you to think about. One is this. What standard are you holding other people to that is not God's standard? I'll say that one again. What standard are you holding people to that is not God's standard? That you're in, injecting your own viewpoint. You're injecting your own set of standards. You're injecting your own perspective, your own belief. And it's not even connected to biblical. I mean, it, it maybe sounds good, but it's not a biblical uh, and a, a God-given thing that you're holding someone to. What about this one? What are or who are you wanting to answer to you? Who are you wanting to answer to you? Is there some are there people in your life that you're you're wanting them to to come to you to seek approval from you, or who are you going to to seek approval from that it isn't God? In my life, I've, I have struggled with, with that one. <laughs> I have sought approval from many different people, but especially from my parents. I've wanted my parents to approve of me, to approve of the things I was doing, the work I was doing. I wanted to have that great job stuff, well done, well done. You know, we knew you could do it, rah, rah, rah. I wanted to have that. But what if what my parents wanted and, and what their perspective was wasn't what God wanted me to be doing? <laughs> what now? Do I care more about God's approval than my parents' approval? I should. I, I should care more about what God thinks than, than what any man or woman thinks. 
And I'll go on to say this, that we can still honor and respect people without agreeing with them. Without living up to their expectations or their standards or their beliefs. We can, we can, we can disagree and still have respect. We can disagree and still communicate in a place of love and honor as we're called to do as sons and daughters of our, our parents. Here's another question for you. Who do you think owes you an explanation or needs to get your approval? Who do you think owes you an explanation for how they're living? Like you, you get hacked off because you think somebody didn't run something by you. And where are you giving your opinion? And to what circumstance or person are you giving your opinion instead of giving simply your love, your support, your prayer, and looking to the Word of God? Going to the Word of God in order to get wisdom and discernment. Are you able to discern in your own mind the difference between Stephanie's opinion, between your opinion and what God's word says? Or your feelings about something and what God's word says? They're, they're, they're two different things. And I believe that God gives us his Holy Spirit inside of us that can help us discern between the two to give us the, the wisdom and the insight to separate the two so that I'm not stuck offering opinion and feeling and you know how, how, I, how I feel about a situation instead of saying, well, this is what God's word says. Because I can, I can tell you more often than not <laughs> that my opinion doesn't, often lead to a place of, of loving well. <laughs> my opinion and my feeling about something leads me to, often to a place of, of separation and, and just um, wanting to, to, to run away, to, to get away from the, a messy situation. Want to run away from the conflict. Want to run away from the, the tension. Want to run away from the the complicated nature of a thing, of a relationship. Instead of doing what God tells us to do in, in loving, being present, entering into relationship, even when it's hard, even when there is nothing for me in the relationship. We don't enter into relationship to get something out of it. We enter in and we love people because that's what God has instructed us to do. Love God, love people, pretty simple. And yet I know for myself, and I'm guessing that you're probably in the same boat, that we get so tripped up on all of the other things, the gray areas, that we forget His very first and second commandment. And we can spend the rest of our lives working on those two things, loving God and loving those around us. And when we're looking at this verse from Romans 14, 4, it says, who are you to condemn? 
Even Jesus said, I didn't come to condemn, but to bring life and life more abundant. He, he came to bring life, to speak truth and love. He didn't shy away from what was true. He didn't shy away from what, what, he, what his word says. He spoke truth, but he spoke truth in love and he met people where they were. How can we be more like Jesus today? How can we lay down our bent toward condemnation and trust God with the process? Trust God with the people around us. Trust God to give us his strength, to give us his words, to give us his heart to love people. I have a situation in my life right now where I'm, I'm having to say, God, this is all you. <laughs> this is all you. I want to love this person well, but I don't have the strength to do it on my own. So I need you. I need you to intervene. I need you to, to give me uh, the desire. And you know what? As I'm praying that with a heart of sincerity, God shows up. God gives me a heart to love in a way that I didn't know I could love. And uh, the ability that, to have compassion in ways that I didn't know that I was capable of because it's not me. It's God at work in me. And he can do the same thing. And he, I know he is doing the same thing in you. If we're sincerely coming to him and asking for him and his help. Let's pray. Father God, we just come before you this morning. And I thank you so much for your love, for your mercy, for your grace, Lord, that strengthens us, that emboldens us, Lord, that, uh, that is new every morning. God, I pray that today... You would help us to see those relationships or the, the people, even the people groups that we are just condemning of or we're casting judgment on. And would you remind us today that it is not our place to condemn. And when we do that, it's as, we're, as if we're stepping into the place of, of God. We're stepping into taking the reins of wanting to play you. God, would you remind us that we are human? <laughs> would you remind us that we are not you? We are not in the place of God. Help us, Lord, to have eyes of tenderness, eyes of compassion, eyes of mercy, eyes of love, a heart that is willing to enter into relationships with people, even in the, the, the gray areas that we just, we don't understand. It's not the standard that we would live by. It's not the choices we would make. And God help us to see that when we, we loved, it doesn't mean that we agree or we have to lay down the truth or ignore the truth. Teach us what it means to live in this messy middle place of gray areas that the truth is still there. 
The truth is not gray. The truth is pure as white as snow. Your truth, God. Help us to live out your truth, Lord, and, and to love those around us with a sincere love. And may you remind us how you have changed and transformed us, how you pulled us out of our own miry pit and you set us on a new foundation. And if you did it for us, you can do it for anyone. Thank you, Jesus, for all of this. And in your name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. Be blessed, be well, and have a wonderful Wednesday. Bye-bye.